0: Hello and welcome friends to Journey to Grateful, a podcast designed to explore the many obstacles of living life after loss. I've created this show to help guide anyone who is newly experiencing loss, educate those who are unsure how to help someone who has, and I truly hope our stories embrace everyone who is currently living a life through the loss of someone special. I'm your host Tim Begonia, a father and a widower. Now saying that title, that truth, out loud often surprises me, even today. There are many who feel the same way and are willing to share their own stories in hopes of lending a helping hand. I'd like to begin by thanking my many contributors who you will come to know truly make this show possible. Sharing our experiences honestly will help to create a better understanding of the many aspects of loss. I hope these stories will become the foundation of your own Journey to Grateful. Welcome to our community. I am so very thankful that you've decided to join us. Let's begin our journey together. The overwhelming focus of the days immediately following loss is planning. At least that's what I've experienced. For us with my wife, we had about a month to prepare ourselves for this result. Now my wife Colleen's breast cancer had metastasized into brain tumors. Once treatment had gone as far as it possibly could. For us, we knew the final days were to be weeks, not months, thanks to our doctors who shared that detail in the early days of hospice. And still, I couldn't bring myself to really start planning until maybe the last two weeks. Even still, that was difficult to do while trying not to feel that I had given up, not done everything I possibly could, and, and that's not an easy road, road to travel. Thankfully, we had several good friends who were also involved in our medical planning through this entire three plus year journey, and they were able to be honest with me about what to expect, the time we had left, and reassuring me that we did all we could. Obviously, this was a tough road to navigate no matter what, but I had the benefit of having guides along the way. Doctors, nurses, all who were friends, who helped me understand this was the path of which we had no control at all. Not everyone has that benefit of the honest, heartfelt discussions that I had with people who knew the medical aspect of our journey and yet whose hearts were exactly where mine was. That was priceless comfort for me, but it was not all-encompassing. It did not make the guilt completely go away. It, It merely calmed it a bit. Now let me take you to that first day after my wife's passing, which is still quite an unbelievable memory I replay often. To say our support system was wonderful doesn't even quite do it the justice it needs. We had chosen in-home hospice, as we were in the midst of a growing pandemic at the time, and we were well aware of how much we needed the support of our family and friends. And that day, very early morning, before the sun fully rose and the birds began their usual chorus, life was turned on its head. Within 20 minutes, our driveway began to fill. The process truly began. To comfort, to console, to proclaim our unbelievable sadness of the culmination of our journey over the last three years, four months, and 18 days. That first day was reserved for the grasping at moments in our past and sharing them with each other. And of course, there were tears, plenty, plenty of tears. But there was laughter and exclamations of days long gone through memories so very tightly woven in us all. From my perspective, it was the most thorough counseling session I have ever experienced and it all stemmed from deep within our hearts. So as I began the unenviable journey through those first days after our loss, that very first day was the start of a celebration of life that touched so many. That was a great catalyst of how I would choose to push through those coming days. You see, although a loss of someone special is the toughest thing you will have to endure, the way we chose to endure it, I felt would set the stage on how we chose to grieve. That first day, actually, in the evening, dozens had gathered on our back patio we were sharing stories and and moments freely and i felt the need to grab some time alone so i went for a quick walk by myself and as i returned back home it was nearly dark and being july 3rd there were sounds throughout the neighborhood and beyond of fireworks i thought how ironic the nation was celebrating and we were mourning until i began to walk up my driveway and i heard laughter i heard a story being told and i came around the patio to that celebration of life i spoke of earlier and it was appropriate it was soothing and it was necessary for us all and now the planning had to begin necessary steps to plan the inevitable and to organize if you will our mourning. There were many details you just go through and you have little memory of the event. And then there are others in which you find a gem of community and you find yourself kind of wanting to hold on to it far longer than you can. For us, for me, it was the need to go through photos. And, and we did so through so many photos. And it was wonderful. For our daughter, my stepdaughter, finding images long past of her mom and dad before they were married was well-deserved distraction. You see, Colleen's first husband passed when their daughter was just nine months old, so it's always been a special moment when others can narrate a photo never before seen by her. These days were difficult at times and arduous at others. But sprinkled throughout, or it was a spark of, of sunshine, and bright moments. Those are the memories of those days that I cherish the most. Those days, after, brought many people together, and within that gathering, some wonderful things can be found. Plenty of stories, memories, photos, and and much, much more that brought to life not only that person that we had lost, but the rich history that defined her life. Those first days are no doubt very difficult, but within the planning of the celebration of that incredible life, don't miss the rays of sunshine that are still very much there. I believe that is exactly the way I was able to push through those first days. With not only the help of many, many friends and family, but also with the help of our shared memories. I recall a few weeks after having lunch with a family member along with my two boys. During the lunch, we, my two boys and I often and freely brought up Colleen in our conversation through memories or referred stories. The next day, the family member emailed me thanking us for getting together, and he said, quote, one of the things I noticed is that you and the boys so easily talked about Colleen. It is a sign that the process of grieving her loss is openly happening, unquote. And that made me think, although the, the choice for me moving through our loss was always going to be to include speaking freely of Colleen. There are some who don't walk through loss in the same way. And that's a bit sad to me. She was a huge, wonderful, and obviously influential part of our lives. I cannot imagine not allowing her to live in our hearts and our voices forever through memories and discussions and freely talking about her. I suppose, in a way, experiences like this is what has put into my head, into my heart, the need to make what is now the Journey to Grateful podcast. Although I can't imagine personally moving forward without those pieces of my wife's history being weaved seamlessly into our lives, there are some that don't. Perhaps it's an unachievable goal to help someone just just one person to reconsider how their loss is integrated into their life going forward. But I'm gonna try. See when I met Colleen and with the story of the loss of her husband there was no way that her little girl was not going to know who her father was. Thankfully that was a deep goal in Colleen's heart for her daughter but it was also a desire within the family and the many friends who knew him and helped her tell the stories of his life to their little daughter. That is exactly how you push for me through those first days after loss. You dig deep. You make the plans you need to make and then you make sure your life moving forward has room left for that loss every single day and it's not the easiest thing to do that's for sure now being a disney fan as i mentioned in episode one i sometimes look to quotes from the movies or walt himself to help lift me when i'm kind of down today i'd like to offer this line from grandmother willow in the movie pocahontas who said sometimes the right path Is not the easiest one in my heart there is no doubt allowing my loss to be part of my everyday life is the right path but it also isn't the easiest one now I hope you can find what's right for your path and if we can help here at journey to grateful we'd like to do so reach out connect with me via email my email address is Tim at journey to or you can even call my voicemail leave me a message the number there is 262-298-CHAT the number is 262-298-2428 go ahead and stop by the website the number and the email is there as well and look at some of our stories We share many stories there from our contributors, and who knows, there might be one that speaks to you or helps you define the path that is right for you. Until next time, keep searching for your grateful, and know you are not alone in navigating through your loss. Let us help if we can.